What's up, guys? Welcome to Bulls 101 on this Sunday evening. A little different from what we normally do. Just keep you on your toes, everyone that's listening. Um, my name is Chris Amundsen. I'm here with my guy, Mr. Larry Golden. Larry, <laughs> how you doing tonight, man? How's your How's your weekend been? Man, everything's going uh, going well, man. Um, family's good. Um, was able to see some of the Super Bowl after work. Um, you know led my boys to a to a victory over the weekend uh in a tournament so you know everything's going well man how about yourself i'm doing good what's up sam nice to see you king pookie nation nice to see you guys staying staying up with us on a sunday night which is a little more difficult than a saturday night because you got work for the next morning but (laughs) i'm doing good i'm doing good i did not catch super bowl at all but i did i did go and find the halftime show because i had to see it (laughs) <laughs> I had to see it and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, some music I kind of grew up with. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Southern California, obviously. So Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and, and like the, those guys were, were huge. Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah. Just great music. Oh, yeah. Um, bring, brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. Uh, Sam says 50 cent looking more like 75 cent. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, age, age, and uh, age and weight get the best of all of us at some point. So yeah. it's, it's pretty funny, but yeah, it, it's true. Um, and we also had the Bulls. The Bulls had a couple games. They had they had they finished off their seven days, their seven games in ten days. Uh, little gauntlet, which was brutal. <laughs> and yeah. but they did. They're on a three game winning streak. They beat the Thunder. It wasn't pretty. Uh, they were down 14 at one point against the Thunder at home, so not not the not the easiest thing. But yeah, um, they got the win against the Thunder. They had a nice game against the Timberwolves that they got they got the W there. Um, Who did they play earlier this week? I can't remember. <laughs> but they won. They won versus them too. Hornets. Uh, yeah, I think it was the Hornets. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they're just holding on. They're still second in the East. Still second. So. Um, the Heat almost lost to the Nets without anybody basically <laughs> the other night. Um, so close, so close, but they're holding on to that second spot. But the problem is now, now we got Zach Levine seeing a specialist, and um, who knows what's going to come of that. I am not optimistic about that. Like, you don't go see a specialist and have knee swelling and soreness. And have the guy go, oh, it's all good. You yeah. know, just put some band-aids on it. What's up, Drillbit? How you doing? Go Bulls. Go Bulls. So what do you think, Larry? Like, what, what do you think about the three-game win streak and also what's going on with Zach? Um, the, it, I think the three-game win streak is, is, is basically the way this team has been going through injury. Um, <laughs> they, they're doing what they have to do. You know, I don't think any of these wins, you know, um, whether they're ugly, whether they're, you know, they look amazing. Like it doesn't I think at this point it doesn't matter. You just got to get the wins and try to hold on to the position until you get back uh, somewhat healthy. um, That's that's where that's my stance on it. Um, But the Zach Levine thing. Here's the deal, man. Um, I, I may be a little optimistic about this situation because Zach Levine Levine is uh, has shown some 
some crazy toughness. And I guess now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this shows even more that it might be something more because Zach, because I was going to, where I was going was, is like the dude played like six minutes on a torn ACL and, and, you know, like you would, who, who, who the hell does that? I mean, you know, um, and he's been playing through back spasms and he's always in the, supposedly once he, uh, came out of that golden state warriors game um right away when he subbed himself out like uh, we found out he's been dealing with this for since the knee injury um he's been dealing with it on and off with the discomfort and it's you know gone away and came back things like that so um maybe i'm a little maybe i'm too optimistic but at the same time now that i'm thinking about it out loud um i think if zach didn't think too much of the injury he probably wouldn't be doing this so you know another thing makes another the only other thing that makes me um weary is like what what is our medical staff doing you know if this ends up being something more like what what are we doing you know why is zach levine playing on the, that knee like why does he have to go see a specialist if you guys are there with him every day you know so i yeah i don't, don't want to go back to the hashtag fred cleared him days but it's, it hasn't been looking pretty and our medical staff i mean they're they're getting their work cut out from this year with all the yeah. injuries that are yeah. happening with the bulls that's for sure I, I i tweeted out four days ago that i just wish we could go one week without a new a new yeah. injury for the bulls and four days later we got this sack news just it's just never ending skokes i'm with you man praying every hour that zach's okay i hope so too um yeah you know and sam as you mentioned the schedule you know, the NBA tried to get back to normal this year with their normal schedule. Obviously, we had the COVID, the bubble, all that stuff last year. Yeah. And the Olympics that Zach was uh, was doing. I mean, I'm worried about the workload, especially I'm worried about like DeMar, for example, mm -hmm. and Io. These guys are out there playing almost 40 minutes a night uh, because they, they got to carry the load. You know, DeMar's putting up 35 a night, last five or six games. Yeah. And he's putting up minutes, man. So... You know, they asked him about that on in the post game pressure the other day. I think it was yesterday. And they're like, you know, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Everything." <laughs> He's like, "I just sit my butt down between games. Like, I'm not doing anything else. Mm -hmm. I'm getting all the special, you know, like everything that you can do to help your body recover. He's doing it because he knows how important this is. So, I just, yeah. you know, knock on wood that that these injuries to other guys aren't going to cascade into injuries to the guys who are picking up the slack. So, yeah. Just need those guys healthy, man. And it makes you wonder, you know, like where this team would be if you didn't get that development from Io um or or uh Kobe, you know, because man, you take those two away, I don't know what, what you're getting at the moment. Um I mean we'd be in the plan, I think, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, I mean it's crazy to think about, man. Um, but my gosh, man, this is this is tough, man. You gotta also, man, you gotta um Give some some you know some love to Billy and the yeah. guys that are on the floor because the fact that they're still in second and they're a game back of first still after all these injuries, um, they're they're they have a, a, a kind of worked out in terms of what the 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 level of opponent opponents they have coming up until All Star break. Um, that break is probably coming up to uh, coming up at the perfect time for uh, and I know they Demar is going to be in the game. Maybe maybe it ends up being one of those things where he starts, he plays here and there, but he kind of you know doesn't play as much um, just to stay stay fresh for the season. Um, but um, you know you just kind of hope that you know everything's okay. The fact that Zach said he's still going to play an All Star, he still plans to play an All Star game, 
maybe I don't know. I, I'm just hoping that it's just he wants to win that three point contest. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's and what I, he's looking for. I, I, he's gunning I, for it. I just you know, and also too, I want to touch on on Vooch is like, I think I think he's finally confident on the other side of the. Uh, I I feel like defensively, he's played the best he he, he can play all season. Um, yeah. with some clunkers here and there, but like for the most part, what you can expect of Vooch, like he's given you for the most part, but offensively, the difference between now and the beginning of the season, like if he wasn't hitting his outside shot, it was a problem because he wasn't hitting anything inside either. Yeah. And I think, I think now the dude, he's just so confident around the basket and it's something that I wanted to see from him. I'm sorry. I wanted to see from the team, even when we were a little bit healthy, uh, it is giving him some touches around the basket and moving him around. And and I just, you know, he just looks down in the post, man, around the, in the painted area, like that, that flip shot that wasn't going in, that's going in now. Like, I, I just feel like it's good to see, you know, and I hope that it continues. Um, and, um, you know, until everybody gets back, like uh, that, that, that'd be huge. Um also, I mean, his passing and, and his rebounding, um, I mean, the shot. But I think the other night he had two blocks, two steals. So it's like the dude is, you know, what else can you ask for Booch, man? I mean, he, he's trying his best as well, you know. Um, so we'll see how this thing goes for going forward. He's He's been killing it recently. I mean, he's had a stretch of games. I was, try, I was trying to look at the stat as you were talking, but he's, he's, he's put up like 20 and 12 or something mm-hmm. in the last – last 15 20 games I and mean, he's he's really ran into form as you said his defense has been there all year obviously the the scheme isn't set up to be perfect for him no without without alex caruso and lonzo ball obviously but i mean he's he's doing he's doing work down there his passing has been superb all season yeah but i was watching the the wolves i was re-watching the wolves game mm-hmm. uh earlier today and he's just He's just, you know, like he he gets it. He gets that, that little runner, like ten mm-hmm. feet from the basket. He'll get that little runner. He'll just push shot it right in. Mm-hmm. That thing's going down. Like he's just got that that touch around the basket yeah. again that we've been you're used to seeing. So his cop, you can see his body language is just different on that end. You know, like he's just really look confident. And the one thing I want to talk about too, real quick, just it's not long. I just want to touch on it, like. I, I love Stacey King. Like Stacey King is, you know, he's an entertainer and uh, he's just different. It's just different when he's on the broadcast. Cause he just gives you that, those amazing, like little, you know, phrases and stuff like that. But like it get it grinds my gears when he says, uh, you know, he continues to, to, to pound the table on, you know, when Vooch is playing good offensively, he plays better defensively. And I'm like, what are you, what? Like, He's played good defensively all year. Like, yeah. what? What are we talking about? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any difference. Maybe he's seen something or not, but I, I haven't seen any. I mean, Vooch has been pretty good. I think with even with his body language earlier yeah. in the year, where he has wasn't shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's man. We need this Vooch though in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. you, if if you get this team fully healthy. It's a top five defense, top five offense team. I think. I mean, yeah. it's a really, really darn good team. His they drilled last... it. I'm oh, sorry. Drilled it makes a really good point here. Getting Derek Jones Jr. back in any capacity is huge. I mean, just for the front, front for the front court help, for the perimeter defense help, for the yeah. lob threat. I mean, just 
just a, just another warm body out there that's yeah. a capable that's a capable basketball player. I just man, um, it's nice to see him with with uh man, I forgot where I was going. Gosh, I hate when that happens. That's right. I I we got, got, got Mark K. Mark Caranzolis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get. I don't understand this reference. So you're gonna have you, to tell the people. Remember his gif? He show he he puts up with when Vooch has a you know these last couple of games. Like he he'll give you that Leo where he turns around with like the sig and give you the eyes. That that Leo gif and Django. If you go on oh, his yeah, on his on oh, his yeah side, yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you go on his, his Twitter his page, like he 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 always does it. And I, I didn't I usually give the the gif of when Booch in the Miami game, he he's like smir smirking but looking to the side. But I, I was like, ah, I'm gonna, I'll leave Mark alone, I'll let him do his own thing. <laughs> but man, Mark, like it, it I don't know, man. Like I love Big Vooch, man. Like it, it like I try to like when I talk to my kids in, in in practice, it's like basket, like once you figure out like the scheme you're on offensively scheme you want to run defensively uh, as a front office, I should say, like once you talk to the coach and you find out what you want to, you know, what kind of scheme you want and what type of players you need, like, it's like a puzzle, you know what I mean? And like Vooch is that one, that piece in the middle. And then you got to find a way to, to find the pieces that fit around them. And I feel like th they have, you know, with, with Caruso and Lonzo and Javante, they got those athletic yeah. bodies of DJJ. And now you're starting to take those pieces away, you know, and, and, now you're, you're sitting here, you know, <laughs> you're trying to jam pieces into the role and it, it, it just ain't happening. And when that yeah. when when those pieces don't fit, now you're asking Vooch to, you know, he's used to having Caruso and Lonzo in front where he, they can stay in front and he can kind of play back. Now he has to play a little bit higher and try to get back for the lob. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to look a little bit different when you don't have those pieces in front of you. And, you know, people seem to not understand that. And they just pound, you know, just like they did Wendell. Like, it's just at some point when you're going to learn, like, you know, drop, drop scheme, like what happens when you don't have a good point of attack. Like, you know, at some point as, as, as a whole Bulls nation, we have to, you know, we have to figure out, you know, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Fans are get a fan, man. That's, that's what it is. Hey, Sam makes a good point here. Yes. You know, Vooch, you know, Vooch is back when he's doing these poster dunks and he had several of them the last couple of games, like he, that man is flying to the rim and dunking all over people. Shout out on, on those passes hey. where the big man doesn't have to reach back. He doesn't have to reach like right in he's stride, right in stride. Beautiful passing, man. I hey, last night had nine assists. The game mm -hmm. before had 10 assists. The dude's mm -hmm. like averaging a double, double with yeah. assists and points basically since he's been a starter. I mean, he's really been incredible. Yeah, just in every aspect of the game. It's I also love it better. I know, I know. I love it, man. He's he's awesome. I did <laughs> I did go back and watch the little Pat Bev antics antics with with Demar in the fourth late in the fourth quarter. It was kind of yeah. like the game was already over, and so yeah. Pat Bev was just talking smack. Yeah, to Demar, and then Demar hits a little turnaround jumper and, and does the yeah. <laughs> does the, you're too small for me. I, I loved it. That was yeah, great. man. So, yeah, you, you gotta love that, man. Like. I love Pat Bev too. Like I know he has, you know, he has some some things he's done where you're like, "Come on, Pat, what the hell are you doing?" But like, <laughs> when you get that's you could tell when a player gets lost in the game. Like that that's Pat like loving the game of basketball and you know giving going back. That's what basketball is about, man. John back and forth, having fun. Like I don't yeah. know, I, I see They're it having fun. fun. Yeah, I love it. Hey, Drill says silent MVP last yes. couple games. Coach Caruso. Hey, do you see him talking on the sideline with Io? When mm -hmm. when um 
when Russell got that rip through foul that yep. ended up being challenged and overturned. But Cruz was talking to him about, here's how you position your hands. Here's what you do. Here's how you guard him. He's, I, I mean, I love Caruso. You can be coach of the Bulls in uh, ten years when you retire, brother. If if you like, um, if you have any time, Chris, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I was watching. This was actually gold because uh, JJ Redick on his podcast he had Chris Paul on for the second time. I think last week, I think maybe, and it was oh, complete I talked about they, gold. They talked about the rip through, right? Yes, complete yes, goal. I watched. I, I listened to that little little segment. It was awesome. Um, even even if you just take out the the rip through part, just listening to him on, uh, you know how he just talked ball. You know, like he's a sicko. Yeah. Like, and I, I, you gotta love it, man. Like he's just Chris Paul is a sicko. Like, there's there's a reason why he's really good. Like in, oh man, dude. Like it was a fun. If you love ball and you and in in. Like you want to look at the game through Chris Paul's eyes, like he mm. he talks to you in that way, and he even tells JJ like, I I don't know why I'm talking like maybe it's because I'm cool with you, like I've just I've never been this uh, comfortable talking this way, but I'm gonna tell you how I think about it anyway, you know, like and he just yeah. gave you some like gems, you know, and gosh, man, Chris Paul, that was fun, man, and I'm probably gonna watch it again. It was it was really fun to listen to him talk about the game. So sorry. <laughs> Oh, no worries. No worries. That's yeah. I got, I got to listen to it. Uh, it's just fun to see these guys who really think the game at, at just the next level, you know, LeBron, Chris Paul, Rondo. I think Caruso's there. We, we've talked about Caruso and Lonzo and even LaMelo is having that processing speed Yeah, that they can, they, they're not just reacting to the game. They're reading the game. Yeah. They're pro, you know, they are manipulating the game. They're manipulating other people to do what they want with their processing speed. So it's just really cool to see. And it's fun to have a guy like that in our team, especially defensively, because he's just, you know, we talk about offensive playmakers, but yeah, Caruso is a defensive playmaker. He just makes stuff happen on defense that changes yeah. the game for you. And it's a, he's just a winning player. And I'm, I'm so glad he's on our team for the next four yeah. years. I'm so happy about it, man. He's awesome. Lakers, man, you really blew it. <laughs> yeah, really they did. It. They definitely did. Hey, so um, Skokes brings up Gary Harris as a possible buyout candidate. So they kind of want to lead into the next section here, which we're going to talk about buyout candidates that are possible and are kind of our trade reaction or trade deadline reactions. Uh, Bulls ended up doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, and some, a bunch of the teams in their in our conference did do some things. So um, before we get to Skokes' question about Gary Harris, is, he's one of the guys we'll talk about. But I just want to get your, your thoughts on the um, – the trade deadline, if you thought the Bulls were going to do something and if you felt, you know, disappointed, if you felt it was a mistake. I know I mentioned at the time um, that I thought maybe there was a missed opportunity and I went on a little, um, what do you call it, spaces, Twitter spaces mm -hmm. that I yeah. did. That was kind of fun. I just yeah, thought we could some thoughts. I just I wanted to jump in, but the kids were around me, so I kind of yeah. I figured you would have if you, if you could have. <laughs> so, but anyways, I wanted I wanted to get your thoughts now since I didn't get to do so then. Yeah. Uh, so um, for me, I I was looking for. I kind of knew that the big moves weren't going to be a thing, um, yeah. especially after you started to read the rumors about Pat was not going to be a part of any deal. Um, so after that, you know, you think about what and. 
and it goes back to what you what you had said way back when we made the Vooch trade and a couple other a couple other people as well. It's like when you made that move for Vooch, you gave a lot of trade chips away. Um, I mean, Wendell, you know, people would have loved to have him in a trade or some of the draft picks. Like you gave away a lot of your ammunition for trade. So you you didn't have much. Um, but I was still looking for some like, you know, a backup big. Like that was my biggest thing. Like I um when I uh did an article with with uh with uh jackson frank um he he kind of asked me the question of what i thought um would be some of the moves or so, something i wanted to happen and, and to me it was more so the backup big but honestly man uh and, and it was only one game but tony like the way he played the other night like if he could give you those type of minutes you know they sign me up but it's just inconsistent so um, I kind of would like a, a backup big, more so defensive big where, you know, switchable. But they, you know, we, we weren't able to get anything. Um, and when you say about uh, disappointment, I, this is where the coach in me comes out. Uh, when I get into these situations, it's like, look, you know, we didn't make a move. Well, let's move on. We got we we, we got our guys. Let's see what we can do with these guys. You know, we're going we're gonna to go to battle every day, every game. And we'll see how how the chips fall. Um, that that's just how I go. Like once once I see that we're, the moves are not going to be made, I'm ready to move on and let's let's look at our next opponent. Let's see what we got to do. Um, and hopefully in the buyout market, maybe there's something there. But you know, um, like uh, Marcus said with with Will on his his recent pod was it's like you're not the only team looking at the buyout market. So um, you just it's it's risky. So you know. Disappointment. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I, I, me, myself, I'm, I'm just like, once you didn't make a move, let's move on. You know, uh, they already showed us that if there was a move to be made, they, they would make it. You know, they, they, I mean, nobody thought they would make a move for Vooch. Um, they've been completely honest with us up front. Um, I, I have, I, they have given me no reason to, to doubt them. No reason to feel like, oh God, this is the old days in Chicago Bulls. There's no, there's, there's nothing for me that makes me feel like, oh man, here we go again. Like they got, they didn't want to move Pat. They like the development of, of Kobe. They like the development of IO. Um, they haven't had a full season or, or, or up to this point, they haven't had a good sample size of what this team is. And they kind of maybe want to see what this team full strength, if it can get to full strength, what it'll look like. And then in an the off season, then you can, okay, we know what we need here and there. Um, but for the most part, when we were healthy, I mean, I mean, we, we this team was damn good. So I, I can't blame yeah. them for not wanting to shake things up at this point. Um, but that's just where I'm at. And I understand it's like, that's a, that's only my opinion, you know, and so yeah. that's just where I'm at right now. No, I, I agree with you in, in almost everything. I just um, I, I agree that when this team is fully healthy, they're very, very hard to beat. Uh, and they've shown us that if there's a, a, a great move to make, they'll make it. Um, I think the only disappointment was, you know, right now our like 12th through 15th guy on the roster is playing big minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got guys like Malcolm Hill, uh, Tyler Cook, uh, Alfonso McKinney, Matt Thomas, uh, Troy Brown Jr. playing big minutes right now. And, you know, I think other than Troy, I didn't think we expected any of those guys to be playing any minutes in, in you know, regular season games. And I think even Troy was kind of supplanted by by IO early on in the season. So, you know, and we're going to be without those guys for another few weeks, without a bunch of these guys for uh, another few weeks. So getting Derek 
helps getting him back helps um, mm-hmm. and kind of replaces uh, your Malcolm Hill or your Alphonse McKinney. Um, you know, Javante makes less minutes for Matt Thomas maybe, but it, I think that's kind of where people saw those opportunities. If we could move a guy like Troy Brown Jr. or, you know, um, make a small trade, move, move a guy like that with a second round pick or something or, or, or that Portland pick, to bring someone else in at kind of that salary spot that could help us, you know, because, uh, you know, as, as much as I, I think Troy can be good. He hasn't very been very consistent recently, uh, in the last month or two, in fact. And, um, you know, he's playing big minutes. So that's, that was kind of the disappointment. That's the missed opportunity, but we may be able to get stuff in the bot market. Mm-hmm. It is competitive, but I do think the bulls, um, have a very, uh, very big need in the front court. And if, you know, and I think they're in a good spot in the East where they, they can be competitive there. I think the Lakers are going to have a lot harder time in the buyout market than the bulls will, for example, hmm. just because of their, their playoff position right now. Yeah. So let's, um, I, I do have a, a list of some of the people that may be available on the buyout market. So we'll start with the, we'll start with some guards and we'll start with Gary Harris and Skokes is the one that asked about it. So Gary Harris right now is, is making a lot of money. So if he does reach a buyout, which he has not yet, to my knowledge, um, he's, he's very quality. He's a quality two guard. Um, we famously traded him and Yusuf Nurkic for Doug McDermott on draft night several years ago, which I still am sad about to this day because <laughs> both of those guys have had, I think better careers so far than Doug. Although Doug's, you know, Doug's been a, a capable rotation player in the NBA and he's doing okay with the Spurs. But yeah, so um, he's having a bounce back here. His shooting has been down for years, but he's always been kind of just a gives you a little bit of everything kind of guard. Yeah. So I, I think, I think he'd definitely be. Um, I know he, I know that people are looking at him as if he were a buyout candidate. So, uh, but I don't think he has been bought out at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a decent defender. He's decent, decent, you know, a little bit of everything offensively, but what do you think about Gary Harris? And, and what do you think about, like, if we're going to bring in a guard, what kind of role do you think they would have immediately? And then in a playoff setting? Um, so if you were to bring in Gary, um, I mean, he's kind of having one of his, he's having his best season in a while. Um, he's healthy. Um, his defense isn't up to where it was before. Uh, screen navigation is not back to where it used to be. Um, but I, I mean, if, if, who you want, Matt Thomas or Gary Harris on the floor? So, I mean, um, for that, for one, that is a way to think about it. But at the same time, um, they haven't bought him out yet. Um, and I guess in a way, if you're the magic, I guess, why would you? I mean, he's playing well enough to keep a roster spot and keep him in the rotation. But at the same time, I guess, you know, maybe you want to get more minutes for Jalen and um, Markel's coming back at some point. So, I mean, he may be a candidate coming soon. But playoff wise, I think Gary is somebody that you could you could have on your roster. I mean, he's an, he's a, I think he could be a part of, of a guard rotation just in case, you know, uh, I know Io gets into foul trouble, Caruso gets into foul trouble or something. I think he's somebody that can come off the bench with. Um, that's had some 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 NBA games under his belt that can play some solid minutes. He can shoot it a bit. He can attack a bit. Uh, he can guard a bit. Um, like I said, screen navigation, 
just from what I've seen, um, it, it's just not it, it's not where it used to be. Gary used to be pretty good at screen navigation, um, but I, I think I think Gary is somebody that that could come in and contribute, especially right now, um, and give you give you some buckets and and play some you know good enough defense in the scheme that that Billy has um, to not be um, a negative. Um, and again, you know, situation is everything. Who knows, man? I mean, who knows? You just never know with guys like Gary, you know, uh, maybe, you know, in the magic, he looked at it as a, as a way to get back, um, some of his, his reputation. Um, and then now that teams are starting to see he's playing better, maybe he gets somewhere like, like the bulls that has playoff aspirations, um, and, and turns it up a notch, you know, uh, we've seen it, like you said before with Blake. You know, you look at Blake in, in Detroit and, and towards the end of his Detroit stint, and you're like, whoa, I mean, he's done. You know, he's not the same guy. Um, and he gets to the Nets, and now you see him playing, like, good defense. He's blocking shots. He's hitting some threes. You're like, what the heck is going on here? So you just never know. Um, yeah. That's where I stand with Gary. Gotcha. Yeah, Skokes here is disrespectful to say that Malcolm Hill and Matt Thomas are just simply not NBA quality talent. I don't know if it's disrespectful. I, I think – I think it might be fair to say it's they're definitely unproven, right? Mm -hmm. I think Matt Thomas is, but as as Laro just said, fit is a really really important part. Uh, if you're a fringe NBA player, if you don't have an elite skill, if you're not you know an on ball creator, if you're not a do it all wing, like if you don't have a clear role in the NBA, I think your fit on a team is really important to you sticking around and finding that niche. So. Matt Thomas and Malcolm Hill may be uh, NBA quality talent. They're still they're both still pretty young, uh, but they haven't been able to kind of find that niche yet. They haven't found their their skill. I think Matt Thomas is supposed to be a really knockdown shooter, and, he, and he's shooting. I think I think the numbers support that he's he, he is a good shooter. Mm -hmm. um, I think his problems for our team has been much more defensively um, because he's playing so many minutes, and because most of our good defenders are out. I think it kind of exposes that weakness where if he were if he were next to Caruso between Caruso and Io or Caruso and Lonzo or something like that, I think you'd be able to hide him a lot more. But you find him yeah. too often at the point of attack uh, on defense and, it, and they're just targeting him and, and he switches when he shouldn't switch and he's and he's getting beat off the dribble. Like it's just not pretty defensively. And so if he's not making shots or if he's not taking shots, yeah, then it's hard to find justification to have him out on the floor. That's a key. Uh, what you just said, yeah. uh, like you said it in the in the chat. Like he, the ball swing swing to him in the corner. He's got an open shot and he doesn't take it. And it's like, dude, what are you out on the floor for? Yeah, yeah. He he did that the other night. He he had an open corner three. He did, he had to shoot it quick, but yeah. he dribbled into a turnover. Yeah, and, and ended up being a fast break and one opportunity for the team. So yeah, you know that's he can you know those little things mean a lot. They can swing a game. Um, you know, so I, I, having, you know, having improvements help bringing up, uh, Malcolm Hill. Right. And, you know, what I, I, I was, I'm an Illinois guy. So I always watch Illinois games. So I, I, I knew who Malcolm Hill was and I knew he was a good player. Um, but my goodness, man, watching that Timberwolves game and seeing oh, Anthony Edwards. Like Anthony Edwards, just like, <laughs> say hey let's not run anything just give me four guys look get out the way and let me just go to work until they till they send a double or till somebody switches on like 
the yeah. way he or the way Anthony just ah, like that had to like there's times when you play ball and you know when, when a player like like that's disrespectful like and I, and but, I, it, it just it just is and you gotta feel disrespected as a player because it's like wait you're not gonna run any set you don't even want to screen like oh is that he and, and he just continues to have oh, it's like that know? yeah Sometimes uh, you, you get that guy, he he and he gets your number, he knows exactly how to expose you, and you're just, and they're just gonna run over and over again. Then Javante, I thought Javante and Io, who both guarded Anthony Edwards as well, mm-hmm. did did a much better job. But yeah, I mean Anthony Edwards is huge, yes. first of all. Dude just thick. He's built like he's built like a football player. Yeah, like he's just and he's fast and he's explosive. Uh, he's just he's a he's a really tough guy to guard, and Malcolm Hill just that just wasn't his night. That's not no, the matchup. No, <laughs> that's the matchup. That, that's wanted. the way I would say it too. If I was him, it just wasn't my night, man. It was. Yeah. Just, oh. Hey, I get those guys. I I play guys in pickups. Sometimes there's a guy in pickup I play against, and if I get matched up on him on the perimeter, he's got this quick first step. Yeah. That he just leaves me in the mud. I'm like I. So I know <laughs> I just I just back up a few steps because I know if I go up and guard and face you know face guard him, it's it's over for me. <laughs> so I gotta you know you gotta adapt to that defensively, but yeah. yeah. So having these guys, having these guys um, be replaced on the roster by more proven NBA people, I think could be an improvement. Yeah, if your 14th and 15th guy are some of the names we're going to talk about tonight, instead of Malcolm Hill, nothing against them. Yeah, um, they're trying to find their way in the NBA, and and you know, but right now we need we need uh, proven NBA talent. I think at yeah. the back end of the roster to, to help. So I want to talk about two guards that i do think could help us dennis schroeder who we've talked about several times mm-hmm. uh and goran Dragic. so those those are two guys at the at the guard spot who chicago has reported interest in schroeder there was reported interest in maybe making a trade for him and then Dragic, he's uh bulls were mentioned as a suitor for them uh, for him in a buyout market now Dallas was supposedly the place that he was going to go. We've been talking about linking up with Luca for a long time, but they just traded Kristaps Porzingis and brought in Spencer Dinwiddie, and so now you got Jalen Brunson and Dinwiddie and Luca there. So I'm not sure if there's going to be a spot, but I know I know you've got some love for Schroeder. I think he he gets a little bit more flack than he deserves. He's still definitely a pest defensively. I think he'd really work well with us on the point of attack. And he's got some downhill. I mean, he's really he's really fast, and he puts a lot of rim pressure. Yeah, uh, you can produce a lot of rim pressure. So, um, what do you think about Dennis first of all, and then you know what's what's your scouting report on what what uh, Dragic could bring to the table if he if he got signed? Well, I'll go Dragic first. Um, Goran, I, I think he still has some juice left. Um, I know he was out of the rotation in Toronto. Um, so who knows? Kind of felt like choice though, by choice. <laughs> like he, he didn't seem like he really wanted to be there. Yeah, it, yeah. I remember seeing a uh, what was that a, a, a clip of him like yelling in the huddle at all the all the guys and <laughs> didn't look didn't look like it went too well. But no, not well um, I'm pretty sure uh, he's someone that can give you that playmaking out of pick and roll. He can shoot it. Um, he's a pretty good passer. Um, you know, so I think there's some def- there's definitely some room for 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 that on the roster, especially like I love if you can get Kobe off ball just a tad bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, you see it, man. When Kobe's off ball, like I think he's just kind of got to fall into that a little bit more. Like 
he's just a different player when he's off ball. And that, and that's no shade yeah. at what his improvement on ball, because I think he's improved on ball. But like the the difference is just it's it's staggering. You can see it. Like anyway, but um Yeah. As Cokes is right, Drogic did have a game where he just completely lit us up last season. Oh hell yeah, I, I do remember was. that game. He had like 20 in the fourth quarter straight balling. against us to seal a win. That was annoying, but he was balling. Yeah, he man. Was, he was going out. Hopefully we do have a chance at that. I mean, I know he probably wants to play with his boy from Slovenia, um, Luca, but who knows? Maybe. But um, as for Dennis, I mean, I, I just honestly, I feel like he'd be the right piece to bring in at, at this point if he gets bought out. I mean, especially as like when you talk about a stopgap um, person that can come in, he can put the ball in the basket a bit. Um, he can, ha- you know, he can handle it. Um, he's got some downhill juice. He's like you said, he's really fast defensively. Um, I think he would fit right in. He, he's really good and attentive off off ball, uh, on ball. He, you know, we talked with Steph and he, um, after watching some games, like it isn't as uh, as good as I as I remember watching with the Lakers, but it's still better than what we have right now. Um, and I just feel like he'd fit right in at the moment. You know, um, who knows? Like, like you said before, like. Who knows what it would look like when the team hopefully gets back full strength. But uh, honestly, I think that's a good problem um, because if you got mm-hmm. a guy like Dennis who's on the bench, who can bring in at any moment that can can give you some points and give you, you know, he can pass it a bit. Um, I wouldn't mind that at all. So that, that's where I'm at with with both those guys. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, I think both of them could are probably going to have more of a short term role. Like I would mm-hmm. expect them to have play a lot of minutes the first few weeks and then. Yeah. If and when Lonzo and Crusoe come back, I, I doubt we'd see them other than emergency kind of stuff. But in a playoff rotation, if something happens, you said foul trouble or injury or whatever, those guys can those guys can do stuff. They're proven players in the yeah. playoffs and, and they can they can run an offense, you know, they can they can do some things. Um, I don't think Drogic has much defensively anymore, mm-hmm. but he can mm-hmm. shoot and he can he can do some things. Um but um, not to cut you off, but, you know, when when you think about it, too, I mean, when when you add guys in at this point of the season, probably helps if you can get, bring guys in that have some experience in the system that you run. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't take that much to get up to speed. Like, Dennis will be able to come right in. Um, he, Billy, obviously, and him have a good relationship because, I mean, honestly, he had his best season probably of his career <laughs> with Billy. Um, so, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe that's something Dennis would be open to, but I, I, I kind of feel like as a coach, you know, you kind of would like to bring somebody in that you could just hit the ground running with and run some of the sets that that he knows and, and defensively, he understands the scheme as well. So, um, I think it would be a good fit. Yeah, I agree. Um, Skokes is asking, when are we expecting the buyout candidates to be available? Some of them already are. I think Keith Smith had a tweet about it recently. Let me see if I can find it as we're as we're going. But I wanted to ask you while I'm trying to look up that answer. There's a couple wings mm. that we could that that uh, might be on the buyout market. The first one is funny. It's Tomas Sadaransky. <laughs> because because we traded him, and then he has since been traded twice. In fact, mm-hmm. if he is waived, you know it's the same thing we we did with Thad. Um, he could he could be signed by the Bulls uh, off off the um, as a buyout candidate. Um, 
I don't, he's having a really, really rough season. Right. So I just want to bring that up because it's for fun. But I, I, I was, uh, I liked Tomas Sadoransky and, and I thought he was a good player for us, uh, but just wasn't, wasn't the guy we needed, you know? Yeah. Um, but the guy I am really interested in is DeAndre Bembry, who mm-hmm. was just waived by the Nets, not because they wanted to, but because they needed to in order to complete the James Harden, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons trade swap. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see what you thought about, I think about DeAndre Bembry and, and what his fit could be. Cause I think at his size, he's six, six, um, he's 27 years old. He's, he's had some experience with a few different teams. I think he could, I could think he could kind of step in and, and play the Troy Brown junior role at a higher level than Troy Brown has, has been playing at. What do you think about that? And, um, you know, do, do you think he's a guy that you'd like to add? Uh, first, uh, I would like to touch on the Sadoransky. Uh, I, I don't think it would be crazy to bring Sadoransky back if, 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 if for some reason you're not open to bringing Bembry in or something like that. I, I don't think, because honestly, like, it's like anything you do, man. Like if you come back to a situation that you understand, you already know, like it helps you transition, you know, with, with Sadoransky, he, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if they brought him back because it's somebody that that understands how to play with the team um, and knows what they're going to you know, what they're what they're doing on that. end. I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Who cares if he had he's been having a bad season like it, it can change. I mean, Vooch offensively was having a bad season and then now it's starting to change. So it just it just I would be OK with that. Uh, but uh, Bembry uh, watching some Nets games this year. I mean, I would be open to that, too. Um, he can guard. Um, he has some off-the-bounce juice as well. So um, he can shoot it a bit, um, albeit I think it's low volume, but he's still shooting it well um, on the low volume. So I would be all open for for Bembry to come in. He's somebody I was intrigued uh, intrigued with when he was on the, the Hawks as well. So I would be all down for that. I still have not found this tweet. Oh, here we go. I finally did. Just, just in time. <laughs> Okay, so there's there were players who cleared the NBA waivers yesterday, which was Armani Brooks, Michael Carter Williams, PJ Dozier, Drew Eubanks, Etwan Moore. I love Etwan Moore. Shout out Etwan Moore. I loved his Bulls tenure. Paul Watson, and then today at 5 p.m. Eastern, so this has already happened. DJ Augustine, mm-hmm. DeAndre Bembry is now available. Moses Brown, if you remember him, he's like seven two, yeah. super springy. He, he yeah. played for OKC for a little while. Uh, Abdel Nader, Casey Akpala, Jamias Ramsey, Robert Woodard, the second or third, I can't remember, but he was he was on the Kings uh, for a while. So those guys have already cleared waivers and um, should be available to, uh, uh, as a buyout candidate. I just re- wanted to say because the Bucks, the Bucks just had, um, oh shoot, um, Pat Connaughton just just fractured his foot. So Woj was saying that um, Drogic is like a really high target for them because of those injuries. He's got a he's got a chance to play a starting role. So I would say if if that job is available, I have a feeling Drogic is probably not going to pick the Bulls uh, over over like a full time position with with the Bucks. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah, Bembry Skokes is right. Bembry's just hustle. He's just a hustler. He just he just makes stuff happen. Yeah, he he just. He's got enough experience where I, I think my, my issues with Troy Brown, my criticisms of Troy Brown this year have been mental mistakes rather than mm-hmm. skill. 
Yeah. And Bembry makes a lot less of those kinds of mistakes. So I think they're kind of similar players in, in some other ways. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Raptors. Salim says the Raptors didn't even play Thad the other day, so they should just wave him. <laughs> hey, they paid a first-round pick for him, so I don't think they're waving him. <laughs> um, so there's a couple guys that, in, that intrigue me. What's um, up, Chip? I can't read Russian. Oh, Chip, Chip is Chip. I don't, actually know. Is that Russian? That's I don't even know if that's Russian, so I apologize to you. whatever Chip, language. What that you is. typing in, bro? Which <laughs> what is you doing? Um, <laughs> no, but just do chip. No, but um I would I'm intrigued by Robert Woodard. Um I would I would be all down for bringing him in. I mean two-way ability, 6'7", 230 pounds, seven, one and a half wingspan. Like, give me that. Uh, let's let's bring him in. I would love to bring that in um, and, and just see. I mean, with the development staff, what they've been showing you, um, who knows? But I, I would love to take a flyer on him. Um, I would like to, um, looking at these names, uh, I think you brought this brought him up as well. Um, Drew, you, Drew Eubanks, like he's somebody I would think about maybe – Another guy that I like as well is Armani Brooks. I mean, he can shoot the heck out of the ball. And, I mean, you need some shooters at the moment. So, um, Bring them all on. Just just bring them all. No, yeah, but, but Robert Woodard, man, I'm all down for that. Please. Come on. Come on now. Bring him in. I, 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 I like the way he plays. Athleticism. He can get up. I, I like that. So Chip says it's hello in Russian, which is, I think, Rivet. <laughs> I think is how you say it. But, I, I don't know. That's all I got. That's I, as far as that's as far as my <laughs> Russian goes. Vodka, Privet. Okay. <laughs> Moses Brown. Uh, so Chip says Moses Brown would be the Jimmy, the worst player that's ever worn a bolster. <laughs> Chip, Chip hated on the Moses Brown. <laughs> hey, okay. Let's talk about Bigs though. Let's talk about Bigs because there are two names here that I think mm -hmm. are something to keep an eye on. The first is Tristan Thompson. The second is Robin Lopez, Mr. Rolo himself. I loved Robin Lopez on the Bulls. He was so much fun. He was the box-out king. Mm -hmm. He made rebounding easier for everybody else. He made Lowry's rebounding numbers look phenomenal yeah. whenever he was on the floor with them. Um, but he would be – I think he would be a really nice backup big. Now, I will say I want to give Tony Bradley some credit. Mm-hmm. Because all the advanced stats love Tony Bradley on defense. Yeah, and if you watch him, I mean, he's got he's he's a good rim protector. He he just is. I think it's offensively, he's been yeah expected to do more than his skill set would currently I, allow. I don't want to see him it. take that seventeen footer anymore. Just, no, just no, don't, no, just don't just, take that. Just <laughs> just pass so it, I, I think <laughs> that the the problems with Tony Bradley are not going to be problems with Tony Bradley in the playoffs if everyone's healthy. Like the problems that we have with Tony Bradley are offensively, which other than catching lobs and, you know, these little short rolls and, or, um, you know, put these putbacks, like I don't really think we're expecting Tony Bradley to do a whole lot on offense yeah. with a fully healthy roster. The problem is when you got, you know, Malcolm Hill and Matt Thomas and, and Terrell Brown Jr. and DeMar and Tony, like if that's your bench lineup, there's not a whole lot going on offensively other than DeMar. I mean, DeMar is like, We'll just take 17 footers all freaking day and no one can stop him. <laughs> the man yeah. is amazing. Um, Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, His wingspan really pops too. 
Yeah, but Rolo has not been bought out yet. Yeah. So there's a couple guys on Magic Twitter that I saw that said that they don't they don't think they're gonna buy him out. But yeah. who knows? So what do you think about what do you think about Rolo? I mean, Rolo's got the little lefty hook that's always there for life. Um, and then Tristan Thompson, I want to see what you had to say about Tristan. Well. I didn't see a lot of Rolo, so I, I'd be uh, probably off base if I said what I, you know, would think of him because I don't think I saw enough of him. Um, Tristan Thompson, I've seen a bit of because I was watching a lot of Harrison Barnes. Um, I don't know. I'm, that's what I, I'll be honest. Like, if I'm not watching Bulls games, I'm watching Harrison Barnes. Like, I, I'm a big Harrison Barnes guy. But anyway, um, hey, man, he. I'm just gonna say, um, he and Sabonis are playing really well off each other. They're looking good. They're they're Harry they're B. a lot of fun to watch. Harry B, man. But um, oh man, Salim, Salim's over here just raining in my parade. Come on, Salim. <laughs> He's like, this guy ain't available. That guy ain't available. <laughs> Is this guy even bought out yet? Come on, Chris. What are you talking about? Um, if he does get, I mean, if Thompson, if Tristan does get bought out, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I, like, how much better? Do, I don't That's, know. This is the question you got to ask yourself. Not if he's good. It's how much is it going to going to be a direct improvement mm -hmm. over the guy he's replacing? But necessarily, if does he was, have to be? Does he have to be better than? Tony Bradley, maybe not. Does he have to be better than Marco Simonovic? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like it, he's got to be better on a rostered a rostered guy in order to be a buyout candidate for me. I, I like if he was Cleveland, Tristan. Oh yeah, come on over. I, I love. Oh my gosh, Cleveland Tristan was murdered um, on the boards. But I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know about Tristan. And plus, like. I'm not usually this guy, but the off court stuff, like I, I just kind of just stay away. I don't want any uh, of that stuff in the locker room. Like yeah. it's just, it's just, <laughs> like yeah, it's I don't know. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I think, I yes, yes, Salim. Salim's bringing up about um about Tyler Cook. Like I would, I would definitely like to see more Tyler Cook. Um, hey, yeah. Tyler Cook is locking up Giannis. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But he was doing a great job on Giannis. He did a really good job, though. I mean, if if you if you if you can look at that game and be like Tyler Cook didn't do like Tyler Cook played really well for for what you can expect out of out of him against Giannis. Um, but uh, PJ, I, I think that's a good idea. If you can get PJ PJ Dozier in here and and just have him rehab and just get, yep. get right and that's a free oh, wing, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. Come on. Yeah, Come I mean, on, we're PJ. talking about guys who aren't playing. Marco ain't playing. Yeah. I would cut him today for PJ Dozier. Right. Absolutely. Chip's got it right. Yeah. I think we finally found out that it was probably uh, um, one of our boys said that it was probably just a, uh, what what he said? It was a favor for an agent. Uh, I think that's yeah. probably what it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, he's, he's putting up 20 and 20 in the G League sometimes. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, S Bulls 90 30. Brings up a good point. He says, I think, or he or she, sorry, I think in the playoffs, Pat is playing Vooch's backup minutes and Tony is only playing matchup dependent minutes. I think we're going to see more of Pat at the five towards the end of the season here. If he's, mm. if he comes back in early March or something, I think we're going to see Pat at the five uh, yeah. be, be a real thing. We saw it a little bit at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, Crusoe, Isle, Kobe, DJJ, and Pat, 10 man rotation with Javante. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's your 10 man right there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think. You know, most playoff rotations are going to be eight or nine men. And if you got our starting lineup 
Now you might take out Javante and put in Pat. I kind of, I kind of like the idea at least at first of bringing Pat off the bench because I think a bench of if you got Kobe, Caruso, Io, Pat, and DJ or or Tony Bradley or whatever, like that's a nice bench. That's that's a really good bench to be honest. Um, I, I, can I tell you something? Yep. Tell so remember, remember last last year uh, when we were kind of like uh ak like why are we not adding you know uh mike james you know why why are we not adding guys like that yeah i will say that's something i'm going to be paying attention to because and it's i mean in a long in a, you know the long scheme the long game like probably doesn't mean much but if you if you can add a guy like like who chip is is bringing up if you can add a pj dozier for free and just have him just rehab. Ed, uh, Edmund Sumner uh, has yeah. put out a tweet saying, you know, he can do everything on the basketball court at the moment, just needs to continue to rehab. If you can bring him in, if you can bring that type of talent in and just have them just rehab and get right, and, and then hopefully at some point in the future get on the court, I, by all means. Like, also, too, like you said, uh, like we both said, like hopefully he can add some guys like – exhaust every everywhere exhaust every option you know to to bring in talent you know so mm -hmm. hopefully we can see some of that last guy i want to bring up i'm not sure if he's going to be an actual buyout candidate or not or at least if he's going to be bought out but it's um of course if i was going to say paul mills up no Derek favors <laughs> on the thunder thunder ain't doing anything with him what's he doing on the thunder yeah uh, he's another guy that you know, is he is he going to be like a, a significant upgrade from Tony Bradley or Derek Jones at the five? Maybe not. But if he's replacing a Malcolm Hill or a Alfonso McKinney or a Matt Thomas, I say like that's the kind of upgrade I would make. Yeah, all day every day. Yeah. Um, and no disrespect to those players, like I just think I just think where this team is right now, they can't afford during this stretch to to lose any games <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, no. to blow any games. And right now it's just, it's a shootout every single night. Yeah. And the bulls are winning most of them, but it's a shootout every night. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess if, if I was like a player in the situation of like a, being a buyout candidate or play like Dennis, right. Where it's like, he wanted a big payday, you know, didn't work out. You ended up getting like way less than he thought. It, what was it? Over twenty million dollars less than what he thought he could get. Yep. Um, like Basically. the Bulls would probably be a prime spot for you to come in and add value, put some stuff on tape, um, and then maybe don't pick up, don't come back, but you have stuff on tape that you can say, "Hey, look, I, this team didn't have Caruso, didn't have Lonzo. They needed a guard to come in and contribute and give good minutes." Like this is probably a good spot to come in and, and really put some stuff on tape. So I, I mean, if you want to win, um, I think this is a prime spot for you. I mean, if you want to go to the Lakers, I mean, what is that saying to you? It kind of says, you know, and no disrespect to Jeremy Grant, um, obviously do get your money. You know, if you can get your money, get your money. But at the same time, I do feel like it says something about you that you wanted to leave a winning situation to go to a losing situation just to, you know, I don't know. That, that That's just the way I, I feel about it. Like, I, I feel like honestly, like when you, when you have a chance to make millions, you want to do that. But 
and it's easy for me to say because I'm dude that's not getting paid millions. You know, I'm not I'm not getting paid millions to play a game I love. But you know, yeah, uh, I just I think I think I would rather want to be in a winning situation and contribute to winning. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Skokes brings up a question here: Is you know is is he being unfair, pissy, uh, or is AK not bringing a quality bench dump right now? I think it's a fair to question, Larry. You said it a few minutes ago. You know, last season they didn't do that. They didn't yeah. get those end of bench moves that could have maybe helped them make their way into the playoffs. They only missed the play the play in by a couple games, I think, at the end of the season. Yeah. They they were eliminated from contention. I want to say the last week of the season. So you know, some of those moves could have helped. Yeah. Um, and Chip says he feels the same way here. But I think it's I absolutely think it's fair. I do think based on what's been reported that the Bulls are not done, that they are looking to work the buyout market. So I do yeah. think we're gonna see some something someone added, hopefully. Um, but yeah, you guys are absolutely right. The chip says here, I think AK could be getting more value out of the smaller margins. That was a big criticism <laughs> that you and I had with with AK last season, um, after the trade deadline. It's just there's guys out there that can help your team that yeah. are available and, and they just seemed uninterested in, in, in looking further. It's like, it, it kind of reminds me of when John Paxson and Gar Foreman were holding their press conference during the second round of the draft in the, in the year that they traded Jimmy Butler. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're not working. Like, why aren't you working? Like work in the margins. You look at what the, the Miami Heat have done this year. Yeah. On the guys that they brought in on the margins that are playing productive. Like Max Struess, you got um, Yurtsevin, you got um, – oh, shoot, what's that guy? What's the other guy's name? He lit us up when, when Vincent, he played us. Gary Vincent. Gabe, Vin- Gabe Vincent, Vincent. Like those guys on the margins are playing rotation minutes for the number one seed in the East. And if they, if they didn't have those guys, they probably wouldn't be the number one seed in the East because of all the injuries and stuff that have gone on with the Heat this year. So yeah. that stuff really matters. That When you can win on the margins like that, that really adds up over yeah. time. So I absolutely feel that way, and they, the Bulls should be doing doing something. So you know, we wanted to talk about these candidates because um, these are guys that the Bulls should look to add over the next uh, week or two here. So we'll, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens, and if nothing happens, we can get our pitchforks out. <laughs> um, part of me – this may be crazy, but part of me wants, like, DeMar to be like, yo – uh, um, should have been our coaching staff, but hey, Spo, I'm gonna play 15 minutes, but let me chill out. You know, let the young guys, let the young bulls go out there and have fun. Got to save my legs for the rest of the season. So part of me, I, I maybe it's selfish to me, but part of me would like him to be like, I, I'll start. Obviously, I'm a starter, but but like, keep the minutes low. You know, <laughs> like let's let's keep the minutes low so I can keep my legs fresh. Um, and go rest. Um, but man, dude, I mean, gosh, man, I hope everything comes back well with, uh, with Zach. I just, uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep positivity there because we don't know anything, but if he's had lingering problems, I mean, didn't, didn't the, um, didn't the initial imaging on Lonzo on Lonzo's knee say that he hadn't torn the meniscus and then they did it again. It did say it. I don't know about the first part. I I, I would have to go back, but I gotta. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I want to. Don't want to speak out of turn if that's not the case. I thought for some reason there was. Uh, maybe it wasn't Lonzo. So yeah, maybe I'm just making stuff up. But I just hope that because they did do imaging on Zach's knee earlier, mm-hmm. 
when he was out and it did show anything, it didn't show any structural damage whatsoever. Um, you know, but something's wrong, right? Something's wrong. May not be surgery required, kind of something wrong. I hope it's not because if we get another six to eight weeks, mm. Woj tweet, I'm out of here, man. It's just, it's killing me. It's killing me. Like a, look like a scope, like a cleanup or something like that in there. Just, uh... Yeah. Hey, you know, Slee makes a good point. Let's shout out to AK for getting Javante Green and turning him into a productive player because he was a guy that even you and I did not see in the rotation at the start of this year. And he has made himself like every time Javante Green steps on the floor, I'm like, thank goodness, man. We need Javante Green on the floor right now. The man had like 24 the other night. He was shooting, he shot three or four from three. He was he was lighting it up against the against the Timberwolves. So shout yeah. out to and Tyler Cook has been been productive in his minutes too. So I want Robert yeah. Woodard. You want Robert Woodard? Yes. Right. You get a I break down see what that looks for like. next week. I'll do it. I, I just want to see what that looks like on this team, man. And chips, chips, send us send me some tape of uh John Brown. Of John Brown. I'm trying to look him up on Google, and obviously that's not working out because he's got the most generic name of all time. <laughs> um so send me if some you go on, uh, if you go on youtube and put john brown and barca it should pop up yeah mm-hmm. adding john brown would be like actually be like adding two javantes you could actually have five javantes on the floor then at some yeah. point you have john brown so uh yeah, yeah. Uh, chip says he's six nine hustle guy but can defend one through five create shots in the mid-range so hey i gotta go i gotta go check this out now you got me intrigued chip and you probably get you get a chance to watch your boy, if you if you watch a uh, is Mir- oh he's on Miritich's team, yeah if I remember right, I believe so. Man, I need me some Miritich. Hey, Chip's already in the DMs, baby, coming through. <laughs> hey, Larry, um, I think that's all I've got for tonight. I know it's a little short of a show. We only went we only went an hour tonight, which is hey. most most people's that's longer than their show. But um, and I'm. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about other than the reactions to the trades, but since there are no trades made, not much to say about it. So uh, anything else you want to to talk about or chat, if you guys have anything else that, that you want to have answered, um, let us know now. Well, I would, what should I say here? So um, what do you, we got a comment down here from S Bulls 9030. Uh, McKinney confuses me. I couldn't figure out why he wasn't playing, but when he finally did, he looked totally lost and his shot was gone. Question mark. This is someone who has been an NBA rotational rotational player before. Question mark. Um, yes. Um, he was a rotation player for uh, the, the Golden State Warriors. Is um, What was that? A couple years ago, I think. Um, wow. I mean, they played for the Raptors too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I know, I know, I know that <laughs> I I know that Matt Thomas is shooting the ball. You know, two point six attempts a game at forty percent. I, I I get it. You know, but I'd rather I'd rather see McKinney. Uh, Matt Thomas really gets under my skin. And I understand, I understand why he's out there. I truly do. But if he's not going to take open shots when he has them and he's going to dribble the ball into double teams and turn the ball over, 
Like, you have to take your darn shots when you have – he should have more than 2.6 attempts a game. Like, if your job is to, <laughs> is, to, is to shoot the ball, like, brother, please put the ball up. Put, put the ball in. Put, shoot it. Like This little – man, this little rat is – I don't know why, but it just it's got the Stephen A. Smith vibes to it a little bit. <laughs> like, brother, you got to shoot this ball. Bro. I'm just I'm just like if Matt, like if you have this so-called strap, like sh- please shoot it. Like show yeah. the world. Show the world that you can shoot the heck out of the ball. 2.6 attempts ain't doing it. <laughs> so watching them set up possessions around Matt Thomas, you see like cuts makes you want to use like cut myself. <laughs> Uh, poor Matt Thomas doesn't deserve all this slander. Um, he's trying out there, man. You can't say he's not trying. I just he he's just got he's got a long way to go on defense. And if, as you said, Larry, he's not if he's not taking shots, then what are we doing over here? So, well, hopefully, hopefully we've got some good news coming in the next couple of weeks. I mean, it's it's almost we're halfway through February, just about. And so you know, March is around the corner, and we got Lonzo, we got Caruso, we got Pat. All looking like uh, they're coming back in March sometime. I hope. I hope Pat surprises comes back in mid February or late February or something after the break. Um, don't rush it, Pat. Obviously, but he's looking good out there. I can't wait to see him back. Oh, they they say they say John Brown is the Euro League's uh, Draymond Green. I was gonna say I was gonna say this because he's guards one through five is six nine and can create in the mid range and pass and stuff. So, hmm. hey. Come on down, come on down, John Brown. I gotta go. I gotta watch some highlights now. But anything else you wanna you wanna hit up before we you get out of here tonight? I'll yes, and I don't know how many you know. I haven't checked you know our downloads or anything like that. But if you are listening or you watching, guys, I I, I just really hope that we start to do our homework on what drop coverage is and what what. The big is expected to do what his job solely is so we can understand when Vooch is in the wrong and when he is mostly in the right and understand that you need to look out out like outward. You need to look at outside of Vooch, right, because we need to understand what drop coverage is. We, we need to understand that. Like we don't run many different coverages, guys. Like we're, we're not scheme versatile. We don't have a bam out of bio where you got to learn all these different schemes and all. no, no, no. We have v- Nikola Vucevic. He runs one scheme. It's not much guys. Let's just go on YouTube, type in drop coverage, you know, basketball immersion has some stuff. Like it's not, yeah, it's not hard. You could do it on your lunch break. You could do it right now after this is done, you know, just go ahead, type in drop coverage <laughs> and just learn, just learn the, the coverage. So when you're watching the game, you understand when Vuce is in the wrong, and when he's in the right, right? And yeah. you'll know where to look when things go wrong. I, I just hope that that happens at some point so you guys can, you know, understand what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, that That's just where I, what I needed to say because that's at some point when you go on Twitter, like it's so funny, like when something happens when it's not Vooch's fault, but it may be like a lob or maybe a dunk in the paint, I, I like to go on Twitter and then look. And then for sure enough, Vooch, you're so soft. Vooch, you're you're a bum. He has 31 and 15. Vooch, you're a bum. Like, guys, come on. Like, come on. First of all, there's not a single NBA player, not a single one that sucks, is a bum, 
stinks. That they are not bad at their jobs. Not a single one of them. They are the best basketball players in the entire world. So I don't think anyone should ever call an NBA player out and saying he sucks or is soft. I just think those things are so silly. But if you want to, if you want to talk about drop coverage, just go look at our first episode. Mm-hmm. Came out March sixth, twenty twenty one. It's a great episode. We broke down all the drop defense stuff, and um, I think it was before Wendell was traded. And so we were talking about how Wendell yeah. and um, Daniel Gafford getting blamed for for being in the right spot and doing the right things. But oh, you know, what? let's touch on that really quick, really quick. I know, I know, we wanted to get out of here early, but <laughs> but I, I think we need to really need to break this down, right? Like people love Gafford because the flashy blocks. The dunks are cool, no doubt. Like, that's a different story. Lobs, that's cool. But the blocks, I think you brought it up as well in either in that yeah. episode or maybe a little bit after. A lot of times when you have blocks, like the blocks that the type of blocks that 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 uh Gafford has, it's more so because either one, you got beat off the dribble, so you had to recover and you get a nice block, or you're late to your rotation and you gotta make this crazy whatever. Like most of the time like Gafford is and I don't want to make this like a slanderous thing because the Gafford here we go we're gonna end our episode with Gafford slander it's like no like no like no um I don't want to seem like I'm criticizing him and I'm not I, I don't like I think he's improved as a player I think he's gotten better with the Wizards um but like it's I think it's easy you know for fans and people that watch the games like to love Gafford over over a Vucevic or Gafford over a Wendell because Gafford is always out of position and needing to have crazy blocks and they see oh my god he, he protect the rim he blocked it but it's like he shouldn't have had to do that because if he was in the right position like that wouldn't have been needed you know and I, I just man I just I just hope at some point that some of our fans just just take it. the video is like maybe five maybe even less <laughs> they give you different examples of nba games of like you know like just go and watch it and you i feel like you'll be like wow i've been wrong this whole time yeah you, know? you think people on the internet are gonna well, say wow to i've been wrong the whole time to themselves to themselves I hope so. yeah. um to themselves hopefully <laughs> you know um but you have to admit it here yeah hey jordan guilty didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I'll watch Bulls 101. I'm a simple man. <laughs> and we love you for it, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. All right. Well, let's get out of here, guys. Thank you so much for the comments, um, questions. We, we honestly, we like the, the participation is one of my favorite things about the show is, is being able to kind of get live reactions from people and, and questions. And thank you guys so much for staying up late with us. Um, as always, if you can't catch us live you can catch us on youtube on any podcast platform if you want to listen just listen in the car and it's you just look up barroom network and our show is listed with a bunch of other shows including our guy salim sudawala's bulls gold mm-hmm. show and science fiction yes sir so yeah i appreciate you guys and we'll take off for another week and we'll, uh, we'll have some more stuff next week and we got man i think is it is All Star Break after this week? How many more games have we got? I think what three is it? I gotta look up now. 
We got the Spurs game. So we got the Spurs game tomorrow. And then we got, hold on, hold on, where am I at here? Spurs on Monday, Kings on Wednesday. And then we are out. Yep. So that's it. Just two games this week. And then we're out until the 24th against the Hawks. We need it. We need that break, man. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. All right, man. Larry, good to talk to you, man. Man, um, same, same. Good to talk to you as well, as always. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.